Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Final hour, John Dickinson, Dan Devone. Phone lines open. We're with you until 2 o'clock. Phone number to participate in the program is 888-957-9570. As uh, all eyes on Levi's Stadium tomorrow, Dan, potentially in the rain, looking at that weather forecast, 70, uh, the temperature expected, with an 80% chance of rain, uh, cloudy with periods of rain, high uh, around 70, winds from the south-southeast at 10 to 20 miles an hour. Rainfall could be around a quarter of an inch. I know in some areas they got two-plus inches of rain in Chicago last week. We're not looking at downpour-like conditions of the atmospheric river of last October when the Niners took on the Colts. We're not looking at last weekend in Chicago, but it could be a little bit of a wet track at Levi's tomorrow, depending upon the time at which the, these uh, storm fronts come in. Yeah, and I think to your point earlier in the show that it shouldn't provide an excuse for either team, especially the San Francisco 49ers. It could also play into their strength. If they're to execute and if they're to dominate ball control, well, then run the ball, run some clock, play field position. If you have to throw the ball under wet conditions because you're down two scores late in the contest, that's going to be an issue in and of itself. So I think that the 49ers, no excuses for them. It's not like it was a week ago. If it rains, it rains. Again, to your point, win the game regardless. Just win the game. And and the Niners are in big-time need of a, of a win to calm a lot of the outside noise surrounding What's going on at the quarterback position uh, between Trey Lance and do they go to Jimmy Garoppolo? A lot of people all over the country and on this radio station, guests that we've had on over the last week, it's already starting. It shouldn't surprise anybody that it's already started just by the mere nature of the loss to the Chicago Bears. Let's get Sal in Fairfield uh, next here on the phone lines. 888-957-9570. Hey, Sal, you're on with J.D. and Devone on 95.7 The Game. Hey, great. Thank you, guys. Uh, just a quick clarification um, on Dre Greenlaw. Uh, he did not hit Justin Fields when he went down. That was Azir. That was not Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw had the face mask penalty, so you, you have two linebackers on disciplined creating penalties. So that's one, one issue. 
the other one that I, you may have mentioned earlier in the show I didn't hear, but when we had either, it was either first or second goal from the two, you got to score. John Jennings, who's a big, tough, wide receiver, likes to block, whips. The safety comes in. Now we're either second or third from the four. That is a huge difference versus the two. We should have had seven points, not three. So in my opinion, this is a team loss. It was not a Trey Lance loss. And there were five or six plays that totally blew the game. we got to go execute as a team. You execute as a team, we won't be having this discussion next week. Appreciate the call. You're spot on about that. And look, it's. It, it, I think as we parse through this, Dan, I don't think either one of us are putting the loss on Trey Lance last week in Chicago. But that's irrelevant. Like, if, if you when, when you're the starting quarterback and you're as inexperienced as Trey Lance is and you put up the stat line that Trey Lance did and you lose the football game to a team that everybody expects you to beat, it, it doesn't have to be, quote-unquote, on you for there to be a question about whether you're going to keep the gig. Like, that's just, that's just the reality of being a young quarterback in the NFL, number one. But more to the point with this 49ers team specifically, it's being a young quarterback, a backup quarterback now that's the caliber of Jimmy Garoppolo, who has a proven track record of winning, especially in the regular season. And, and, and look, I said it this week, and I took a lot of heat for it, and I'll say it to you now, and I, I hate even saying it. But I do feel like the 49ers would have won that game if Jimmy Garoppolo had been the starter. Like, that's the kind of game that they won with Jimmy Garoppolo as the starter. It's not on Trey Lance. I, I, I'm not saying that Jimmy's line would have been that much better, but you could make the case that Jimmy would have navigated him through that game and done enough, whether it was when they were down 13-10 to 10, or whether it was making the most of some of the opportunities they had earlier for whatever reason. And, and, I, and I've said this a lot. Dan, the worst case scenario for the Niners is Trey Lance puts up Jimmy Garoppolo-like numbers and a Jimmy Garoppolo-like stat line, but for whatever reason, they don't win with him doing it like they did with Jimmy Garoppolo did it. If and, and that's hard to quantify, and I get it. It drives people nuts, and I know there's people out there right now that are saying, but J.D., Jimmy stunk against the Colts in the rain, and he wouldn't have done any better, and he can't move, and da-da-da-da-da. All I know is... Bad team on the road, uh, chips get down. Like Garoppolo won in Chicago a couple of times over the years, including last year. Like again, I hate going there because it's not fair, and we don't know the answer for sure. But watch, and I'm not even saying he should have been the guy. Like I get why Trey's the guy. I get all of that. Like I'm, I, I'm accepting that. But it, if you don't win. We're not going to go through this every week where there's four other reasons why it's not Trey's fault. And Trey, get, at some point, if this team keeps not winning, he's out. He is out. And Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be in. You talk about trying to quantify what it is that Jimmy Garoppolo does and why the team wins when he's the quarterback. I got into this heated conversation on the air this past week when somebody was arguing with me. I said, listen. If Trey Lance is starting and playing all four quarters against Green Bay in nine-degree weather, they're not winning that football game. And they said, listen, Trey Lance is going to win that game just as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. Keep in mind that the 49ers did not score an offensive touchdown, that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't throw for a touchdown. It had nothing to do with the victory. 
What Jimmy Garoppolo does is so much, and this isn't about Jimmy Garoppolo being the better quarterback or Jimmy Garoppolo is the greatest thing since sliced bread when it comes to 49er quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo, is, it's so much more nuanced, and that is the, the position and or the sport that sometimes you can't necessarily circle it, and sometimes it doesn't hit you over the head, but at the end of the game, you more often than not have come away, whether it's Chicago or Green Bay, as the victor. And let's just take your premise on its face, J.D., because you're not alone. If that is the way people are thinking, that if Jimmy Garoppolo was to play that football game, they have a much better chance of coming out of there with a win. Well, let me just ask you this simple question. Then how the hell did we get here? Then maybe the rest of the country is right, that we are this dysfunctional bunch out here in the Bay Area. What the hell are we doing if the quarterback who gives us the best chance to win is holding the clipboard and the rock kid is starting in front of him. Like somebody explain this entire scenario while I understand it. Part of me has no idea how to understand any of this. If that makes any no, sense. It, no, it, I, I get what you're saying. And again, we already, uh, the 510 said this, and there were a couple of text messages in the Comcast business text line. You know, if Jimmy was the quarterback and had those stats, the Trey apologists would be blaming Jimmy G for the loss, which is which is a fact. I mean, I th- and look, th- that's the nature of this thing. If if Jimmy misses Croft and Jimmy has missed throws like that, the use check throw in Tennessee last year is is one that that comes to mind. Uh, but it it's a matter. But then the flip side to that is somebody says, "Hey, Jimmy's won one game in his career when the defense gave up three touchdowns in the second half, <laughs> and it was last year when they had the big lead against the Lions and." in week one and, and hung on to win that game as it as it got close there there are a bunch of different you know anecdotal statements that can be made on on both sides of this thing but there there is a nuance to Garoppolo being having the ability to have a pedestrian stat line and have that stat line impact winning in a greater way then most quarterbacks are able to have it impact winning. And and that's where I disagreed vehemently with the people that said all Trey Lance has to do is be Jimmy. And, 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 and so far, I feel like week one, we're already in this. Well, if Trey Lance was Jimmy, that wasn't good enough to win. And, and again, we can get into all the other reasons again. Like, I, I, I hate the fact that we're going to have to do this all, all year. I, I hope we don't have to do it all year, but we're already doing the whole, but it was this, this, and this, and this. It's kind of like the endless topic loop. Well, Trey, Trey didn't do enough, but it was the defense. But the defense dominated, so it can't be the defense. But you got to score more than 10 points, and they didn't score more than 10 points. But Debo fumbled. Elijah Mitchell got hurt. Monsoon, scream about the penalties. Then you look at Trey Lance's stat line again, you go, well, yeah, he probably wasn't good enough. Or, or a couple of those explosives needed to go for touchdowns, the way that Justin Fields' explosives went for touchdowns. It's, there is a nuance involved here. It's not putting it on Trey. But Trey, at some point, unless he's playing great football statistically, unless he's putting up big numbers at some point, if they're losing and he's not putting up awesome offensive numbers – He's going to be sitting. Like, that's just the reality of the situation. He will be held accountable for the one-loss record, fair or unfair. Kyle Shanahan can't wait around uh, and, and use this as a developmental year when they were talking Super Bowl 
12 days ago. Yeah, and I think it gets back to my original point when it comes to defending Jimmy Garoppolo, and I don't want to be that guy, but I do think, and I find myself oftentimes in this position of quote-unquote defending him because a lot of people just take for granted that anybody can be a quote-unquote average quarterback or anybody can be here and I hate those tiers or he's a tier three tier four quarterback anybody can step in there and be Jimmy Garoppolo now listen is he in that top tier like that of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and company no he's not but he's a better than average quarterback and he's a good quarterback and for more often than not especially a team like that of the 49ers that are supposedly equipped on both sides of the ball a good quarterback can win you a Super Bowl. So this whole idea that Trey Lance will be just as good. Now the question is going to be just how great is he going to be? But as far as being as good as Jimmy Garoppolo, oh, without a doubt. And I'm just saying, well, that may all be true. But do not take that for granted that anybody can just step in there and do what it is that Jimmy Garoppolo has done during his brief tenure as the quarterback of the 49ers, which includes going to a Super Bowl and having a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter and also taking this team to the NFC Championship game a year ago, who, in my estimation, if it's not for a dropped interception by that of Jaquaski Tart, is going back to another Super Bowl and playing a team that he had beaten earlier that year on the road, and I'm talking about Cincinnati. So there is oftentimes this level of disrespect that anybody could do what it was that Jimmy has done during his stay here with the 49ers, including Trey Lance. Another one we've been getting a lot of on the Comcast Business Text Line, 415. Josh Allen was not good his first year. Okay, the Bills didn't care. Like, the Bills weren't trying to win a Super Bowl. Like, it's different. Like, And it goes back to something we talked about earlier. If you're willing to sacrifice development and say Trey Lance isn't good this year as a starter, isn't going to be, and Josh Allen wasn't either, again, I'm I'm not using this year or last week as an indictment of what Trey Lance is going to be in 2024 or 2025. I'm not doing it. I, I actually think Trey Lance is going to be a pretty good quarterback in 2024-25. The question at hand, though, is are the 49ers going to go 5-6 and six with Trey Lance, which was Josh Allen's record his first year, with Super Bowl aspirations in an attempt to get to a point where 24 and 25 look more like 21 and 22 for, for Josh Allen and and my answer to that question is they're probably not. <laughs> they're probably not gonna gonna do that if it if it leads them down a path to being five and six. You have more confidence in Trey Lance than I do, and we'll wait and see. I, I have my questions as to whether he's going to be a good quarterback in twenty three, twenty four. Quite frankly, right now, put a gun to my head, no. I, I don't I don't see him getting there. And I've seen the Josh Allen, I've heard the Josh Allen comparisons, and let me just say this. Just go look at Josh Allen when he was a rookie. And people say, well, it was just like that of Trey Lance, had accuracy issues. Trey Lance has mechanical difficulties. Josh Allen, his rookie year, essentially has the same delivery, same howitzer, same release, same big guy. It's just the dude was trying to throw 70 yards and fit into windows that just weren't there. He was overly aggressive, which led to the high number of interceptions his rookie year. It was not a mechanical issue. This guy has never had to work on his release point and or a hitch. He's never had to work on his footwork like that of what Trey Lance is dealing with right now. 
So these levels of comparisons, when people say, oh, it, Josh Allen was Trey Lance a couple of years ago. Uh-uh, I'm not buying it. He was overly aggressive where a guy was looking for the home run in just about every play and not taking what the defense was providing him. It was more above the shoulders than anything else. The mechanical issues that you're looking at and dealing with with that of Trey Lance is something to me that is a higher level of concern for that of Josh Allen after his first year in the NFL. Let's get Anthony in San Francisco, 888-957-9570. What's going on, Anthony? Not much. How are you guys? Doing well. Um, I, I got a comment about the game last week, but uh, something you just said about Josh Allen, none of us have any clue what kind of mechanical or footwork work he did in the first two, three years. To say he did none is a ridiculous statement unless you were at every practice that he had in the first two or three years about Josh Allen. Well, I didn't um, say he didn't do none. What I'm saying is go look at his release point. Actually. No, go look at him throwing a football his rookie year and look at him throwing a football today. And you tell me the mechanical differences from week one in the NFL as opposed to right now, as opposed to that of what you're witnessing with Trey Lance. I'm not a quarterback coach, but to mechanical tweaks or hasn't tweaked his mechanics. To me, you can't say that unless you're his quarterback coach. But Fair enough. That's besides the point. Um, the comment that, you know, Jimmy would have won that game, it's, you know, you can debate that until you're blue in the face. I think it's just a bad argument to put out there into the ether, but just on the practical football sense, had Jimmy been in that game instead of Trey Lance, I, I think he would have had just about the same opportunity to win Maybe less because you were you were looking at a game where there was no George Kittle, offensive line was terrible, running back one Mitchell was out after the first half and the running game disappeared. In games where Jimmy had no George Kittle and no running game, he rarely ever won those games. Rarely, with all of his great you know uh, intangibles and game management skills. On top of it, you had. Terrible conditions with rain in the second half. The ball was God knows how heavy. Ching does not have a strong arm. How healthy is he right now with his shoulder? He's not mobile. How do you think that he would have won that game or been so certain that he could have won that game when Trey didn't? I, I just, when people say that, it just blows my mind. I think he may have had a good chance to win, but just as good as Trey because Trey's got more mobility. He made plays moving up in the pocket once or twice to get first downs where Jimmy would have taken a sack. So, I mean, I'm not saying Trey played a great game, but to, to put it out there that Jimmy would have won, to me, is crazy. That's Thanks for the call. I, look, we've we've seen Jimmy win games that are, that are bleep show games where everything is not perfect. This notion that everything has had to have been perfect for Jimmy to win, is that's a bunch of crap, too. Like, that's a bunch of revisionist history. Think, think of all the games where the Niners didn't do things well and needed a drive. You, you, know, where I, you know where I had the thought? Because I was reluctant to go there, too. But down 13 to 10. How many times down 13 to 10 when all of a sudden – it, it didn't look right all day, but you had to go down and answer a, a, a score with a score. Jimmy Garoppolo is excellent at answering a score with a score. And, like, and that, that's just a skill that he possesses. It, it, again, even if he made the mistake that got it to the point where they were down, how many times? Bad team on the road would he go down and lead a scoring drive? And that was before it was a monsoon. 
at that point. And and so that was one of the moments where I thought, boy, you know, Jimmy, this is where Jimmy would do something and and he'd lead him back and they'd win the game and everybody would would say, well, they were supposed to win this game anyway and it would just kind of get filed away because it was a game that you were supposed to win that got a little janky for a minute and then you came back and did it. The, the truth is we we'll, we'll never know, but this notion that it, it's all about well Trey's more mobile like Trey didn't know. Trey didn't know how to win in the NFL yet. He just doesn't know how because he's inexperienced. But my point is, the Niners can't wait around much longer. If he can, like, the, it's not the the it, it's not the same scoreboard. Like he does. Trey does not get the same benefit of the doubt this year that Jimmy got last year. It's not about. It's not about talent or athleticism or arm strength. It's about going out and winning the damn game on Sunday. And so it does drive me nuts when people just will, well, he'd have every bit as great a chance as it. Well, well, he's 0-1. Like, as far as I'm concerned, I know the Niners win that game 85% of the time with Garoppolo at the quarterback because we've seen it since 2017. Bad team on the road. They win that game. And so Trey is 0-1 in, in that account. I don't care what the stat line looks like. All Doug you, and Berkeley. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead, Dan. No, go no, ahead. no. We'll no. I want to hear from Doug. Let's go. All right, Doug. Hey, what do guys, you got? Thanks for, hey, hey, hey. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, love listening to you guys. Love the last comments um, you just made. They, they, I agree totally. Look, what did you expect? What would anybody... This controversy is something that... That, that, that you guys are fueling, and it's just not good. What did anybody who's got a football mind, and you assume Shanahan and Lynch have great football minds, would you expect from a guy that hasn't played football for two years? Okay? You cannot expect much more than you're seeing from Trey Lance. Okay? And I'm sure they knew that. They made the decision because, for whatever reason, Jimmy just wasn't enough. He had all the good qualities you just mentioned, but he just wasn't enough. Now, the, the, re, the only place I disagree with you is, yeah, they're going to have to be patient. And I think maybe they are ready to be patient. Yeah, we're a Super Bowl-ready team, except for the question mark at quarterback. But this is what they knew, because you got a guy who hasn't played for two years. You, it wasn't Patrick Mahomes his senior year in college. They know what this is about. If he gets hurt, Jimmy will come in. If we're 0-6, Jimmy will come in. But if we're 2-4, and they've got to stick with him because they knew this ahead of time. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Then, then why is Garoppolo on the roster at that point? Like, that's the question. And, and look, they may. I know, Dan, you said it earlier. Like, you think the leash is longer. Like, like I... I didn't expect this to be at this point because I expected them to win last week, and I expect them to win tomorrow. I expected them to be 2-0, and and at 2-0, and you're probably getting at least until week six before you're having any conversation about making a quarterback switch. They're 0-1, which completely flipped this thing on its ear. Yeah, and the reason why I said that there could be a longer leash is because last year, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo on the football team was 3-5, and and he was able to play through that. I think that if you're to make a switch early, you lose to Seattle and you go to Jimmy Garoppolo, you're validating the worst fears of just about every 49er fan. Essentially, you are publicly saying, I may have made a mistake with this kid. And you're also confirming what it is that a lot of us who have been thrown in sort of this conspiracy island, 
that the reason you got Jimmy Garoppolo is because you envisioned this potentially was going to happen. I think it confirms and it also compounds to what we have talked about that might be the dysfunction that is the San Francisco 49ers. I think Kyle Shanahan can avoid and avert a lot of that if he just lets this play out and gives his quarterback at least a month to see where this team's at. Now, I know exactly where you're going, J.D. is like, well, a month might be too late. And while all that might be true, this is the corner, and this is the hole in which Kyle Shanahan has dug himself in by, first of all, moving up and getting this young, unproven quarterback, and also by bringing Jimmy Garoppolo back into the fold. All right, he's Dan Devone. I'm John Dickinson, 888-957-9570. we got one final segment. Amari and John are going to get us rolling on the phone lines. Uh, we continue the conversation. Niners and Seahawks tomorrow. Keep it locked right here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to 95.7 The Game. All right, final segment. John Dickinson and Dan Devone, 888-957-9570. We've got a lot of people that want to talk. Let's get everybody in here, Dan, uh, so we'll keep it rolling. Uh, less of us and more of the callers, at least to start this segment. Uh, Amari in San Francisco is up here on 95.7 The Game. Thanks for joining us today, Amari. Good afternoon, fellas. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, so, you know, one thing that has to cease, if we have to remember that Jimmy has the fourth worst playoff 
quarterback rating in the last 30 years. So let's just think about that for a moment, and let's think about who he has played. Even Stratford is a higher tier than him. Patrick Mahomes is higher than Stratford. This era of football, the last 10 to 12, 15 years, it's not about just being able to have a run game and your defense to win you a ring. You actually got to have a quarterback that can make some plays, and some of those plays have to be outside the numbers, not always in between the hash marks, and not under 20 yards passing. This is a different era of football, fellas, trust me. So unfortunately, Jimmy has done all he has done, just like we've given Alex Smith six years with seven offensive coordinators. Can we at least get this guy to the bye week before we critique this guy? And can he be a little, little, little loose? I mean, that's what I like to see as a radio announcers here, and it's like nationwide. You guys have not been, haven't given this guy a true opportunity to be able to really redeem all the slack that he's been getting just in, in the first week. I mean, in a monsoon, the last four minutes when we had to make a chance, you got to believe. If you think Jimmy was able to be able to come back in a monsoon and he doesn't even have a projected quote-unquote arm, he can't even move out the pocket. Jimmy, ever since Jimmy took that hit on the sidelines, he was never the same player. He became a true pocket, I'm going to take a sack quarterback. But you guys keep putting this brother on a, on a higher pedestal. Look, he got his $150 million. He got his porn star. The man has got a GQ chin. Let him, let him live. He's going to have a great career. But let's not push him in, a, in, in, in something that it didn't have to work for him, for us, for Niner fans, for a period of time. Thank you for letting me express myself. And I, you guys, be a little looser, please. Appreciate the call. Here's the deal. You can talk about playoff rating and playoff losses and all of that, Dan. You got to get to the playoffs. You got to get to the playoffs. And and here's the other thing. I'm fine with giving Trey Lance some room and, and giving Trey Lance an ability to make mistakes and grow and develop. But you can't have it both ways if you're the Niners. When you lose to a team you're supposed to beat, in week one, that shortens the leash because this team has Super Bowl expectations. You got to get to the playoffs first, and you get to the playoffs by beating the Bears on the road. Last part of it. My, no, Jimmy wasn't going to win it in the monsoon. My point is, Jimmy would have won it before it got to being in the monsoon. You want to take the rest of these callers? Or you want to hear from <laughs> Hey, quick thought. No, yeah, quick no, thought, I, and then I'm we'll get you on. Yeah, I, I think that. Look at Trey Lance opened this door, and I hope everyone can understand that we just have to evaluate what it is that we see. Go ahead. No, it just, I mean, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch opened this door because yep. if Jimmy's not on the roster, then, then you know what? It would have been just as bad a loss if, if Garoppolo wasn't on the roster, but, but there would be that breathing room for Trey Lance to, hey, I'm not getting the job ripped away from me. It would have still been a catastrophic loss. And I'll tell you another thing. Whether Jimmy's on the roster or not this year, you don't make the playoffs. It is a complete and utter failure this season. Complete and utter failure if you don't make the playoffs. How do you not make the playoffs? You start by not beating the freaking Bears on opening weekend. That's how you not make the playoffs. That's The measuring stick for this team isn't the playoffs. It's the Super Bowl. If I'm to understand the 49ers correctly in 2022. So if you don't make the playoffs, something has gone amiss. And it Listen, the world we live in, it starts at the quarterback position. It's a reason why these guys are the highest paid players 
on the football team and why it is the most centric position in all of sports. And it begins and ends with them. And just to just to go from 30,000 feet above and, and do the overview on Trey Lance, granted, he needs some time to develop. But the dilemma being is that you don't have time on a team that's looking to win right now. And when he has had opportunities, he has been, again, this volatile quarterback where he does some things really well, and then he does some things really poorly. And there is a lack of consistency. And it's incumbent on anybody that's in front of a live mic here at 95.7 The Game or anywhere else to tell you what it is that we're seeing, whether that falls into your narrative as a supporter of Trey Lance or not. All right, next up is John in Oakland. Hey, John, thanks for thanks for joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, I have nothing against uh, Trey or Jimmy. You know what I mean? I think Trey could be a good quarterback. But, man, everybody got to stop talking about winning the Super Bowl, man. I mean, let's live in reality. They are not winning the Super Bowl with this dude at quarterback, man. You telling me he's going to beat a Patrick Mahomes, a Allen, a Hugh Herbert, whatever his name is. Uh, he's not beating those guys, man. I'll give you an example, man. Look at Baltimore. Look at Tennessee. Man, their quarterback's better than, than where this guy is at. They are not winning the Super Bowl with those dudes under center. I mean, you got to have a once-in-a-generation uh, defense to win a Super Bowl without a real quarterback. And I'm talking about a guy who can drop seven steps and fire that rock when it needs to be delivered. All these teams that got these guys running around making plays, you are not winning a Super Bowl with those guys, man. You can you can say what you want. You can talk how you want to talk. It's hard to win in this league. It's the reason why Tom Brady uh, has so many Super Bowl. He's a great player, but he plays from the pocket. He delivers that ball with accuracy. So for it's not fair. I'm not saying he can't win a Super Bowl and Trey. It's just not this year. So they need to stop with the uh, Super Bowl aspiration, man. This dude is not beating those guys in a Super Bowl. This defense is not that great. It's a great defense for this time and age, but it's not a generational defense. And that's what you would need with a quarterback like that in his first year. I mean, getting to the playoffs would be great. But you're not winning the Super Bowl. Let's just live in reality. They are not winning the Super Bowl with this guy at the level he's at right now under center this year. That's just not happening. I don't have any hate against the Niners. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I, I watch them. I, but it's not happening, man. So I just I cringe when I keep hearing that. Man, they were trying to win the Super Bowl. They're trying to get to a Super Bowl. The season is a failure. If they don't get to a Super Bowl, give me a break. This dude is in his first year. Did you not see Josh Allen in his first year? Yeah, you know appreciate the call. Hey, John, we're going to jump in. we got other people want to talk. I think it's a good point. Making the play, like, I'm I'm not saying the year's a failure if they don't win the Super Bowl. I know some 49er fans will say that, Dan. Uh, what I'm saying is the season is a failure if they don't make the playoffs. And that doesn't matter to me whether they go to, whether they stick with Trey, go to Jimmy, go to Jimmy, then go back to Trey, stick with Trey longer, then go to Jimmy, then go back. Like, I don't care what the combination is. You got them both on the roster. There is zero excuse to not make the playoffs. I think for a team and any team that goes to the NFC Championship and or you go to the AFC Championship game and a game that a lot of people feel you potentially could have won. And then you bolster that roster, at least on paper, with the acquisitions that they made over the offseason. You think about a healthy Nick Bosa. You think about a secondary, which really was their Achilles heel for the first two months of the season. Now so much better on the back end of that back seven. 
you factor all of this in. And yes, I do think that this is a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. Maybe not Super Bowl or bust, but I do think now a lot of things have to break your way. You got to be healthy. The ball is oval. It's got to bounce your way a couple of times. Luck is involved. But I do think that they're one of the three or four teams out of the NFC that should be in the conversation of getting back to the Super Bowl. So I don't find it completely outlandish that to use the Super Bowl as as the benchmark as opposed to just making the playoffs. Well, and to your point, I mean, what many have said, and, and I don't necessarily go full bore on this, but what many have said is part of the reason you move from Jimmy to Trey is because Jimmy can't win the big one, and Trey is more dynamic, and Trey's going to do better in the big games because he's got a better arm and more mobility. So that's what, and again, I'm not even going to put that on Trey this year. Like, to me, it's... And, and really, it's more on Shanahan and Lynch for making the determination that they could get good enough quarterback play in conjunction with everything else they have on this roster to to develop Trey while making the playoffs this year. Like to me, it's like if you 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 said you could do that, and so if you can't do that, you need to be held accountable for that. Once you get into the playoffs. I'm not, I'm not, and again, if you want to, that's your choice. If any fan wants to, that's their choice. But once you get into the playoffs, at that point, I'm going to give Trey Lance the benefit of the doubt, his first go in the playoffs, to be great or be terrible. But either way, I'm not going to get too bent out of shape about it because it's his first time. Yeah, and I'm with you, and I think it begins and ends that – Kyle Shanahan and Lynch, they baked this cake, right? They created this world. We're just living in it and or reporting on it. But they're the ones that felt as though with a plug-and-play potentially NFL championship, whether it's the NFC or a Super Bowl roster, according to many, they're the ones that are riding the young rock quarterback to potentially get them there. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's get Dale in Walnut Creek. Hey, Dale, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey guys, hey guys, how you doing today? Uh, good. So yeah, good, good. So listen, uh, you asked the question if they didn't want to, you know, if Lynch and didn't want to create this controversy, why did they? Why did they? You know, he signed Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, so um, they felt they needed something else for whatever reason. They moved away from Jimmy. First of all, I'm neutral on Jimmy and, and Trey Lance. I'm neutral. Okay, I'm not. I don't have one position or the other. The answer to the question is, okay, we got a we got a new quarterback, not much experience. Every NFL team needs a backup quarterback. Hmm, let's look around to the universe of backup quarterbacks that are available. Huh? So we got this guy, uh, 24 million. Nobody's going to take him. His shoulders operated on. Uh, Let's restructure his contract down to six million plus incentives. And in the universe of available quarterbacks, this guy knows our system. This guy knows us in and out, backwards and forwards, upside down. And furthermore, he's no trouble in the locker room by all accounts. He's been, you know, just a great guy, even given the situation. Who's the best possible available backup quarterback you could possibly have on just on a dollars and cents basis? That's why they re-signed Jimmy. Okay, it's, it's not to create any controversy. It's just he was supremely the best available. That being said, they moved away from him. Shanahan's keeping him in the background. Trey's going to get as much of a leash as he can. I know they're Super Bowl ready. Maybe it's plug and play. 
but that's the reason. It's a dollars and cents reason. Neutral on um, the value or the advantage of one versus the other. Thanks for the call, Dale. I I, I think that that may be fair, but you but you keep him because you want to have somebody that's that capable to go to should you should you need to. It's a, it's a hedge. It is. It's not, and it's not just an injury hedge, Dan. It's a, and look, I, I don't know the answer. I, I, I think the Niners are going to win tomorrow. I thought they were going to win in Chicago, but I think they're going to win tomorrow, and I think Trey Lance is going to be solid, and they're going to be one and one, and this is going to calm down for a couple of weeks. I, 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 that's that's what should happen tomorrow. I also think if they don't win tomorrow, Kyle Shanahan's going to be in a pickle because he. In all likelihood, Trey Lance will have played poorly enough to where you could warrant making a change. But I agree with something you said earlier where he's not totally going to want to make the change, even if it's warranted, because it will look like a panic move, even though the games are about to get more difficult the next two weeks than they've been the last two weeks. And and you want to make sure that you can get some wins before you're 0-4, 1-5, and then you can't even make the freaking playoffs at that point. To the caller's point, it it does make financial sense, and I said this earlier that it is a really a, it's a really brilliant move in an off season where they made a lot of them. You know, this might be their best draft, and they didn't have anybody in the first round. But Womack, and you think about where Danny Gray could be, and if one of these running backs can step up and contribute, and you think about the kids that are starting on the offensive line, all via the draft, guys are getting run on what is thought to be a really good roster this year. And I think on top of all of that, their best maneuver acquisition might be re-signing Jimmy Garoppolo for the $6 million. I, I fully agree with what the caller said. Financially, it made sense, but you cannot convince me that part of that decision, and a lot of this was just sort of the perfect storm for that of Kyle Shanahan and Lynch, that they recognize that there might be a significant need, and I can't emphasize that word enough, need for Jimmy Garoppolo this year because they were underwhelmed with what they saw at Trey Lance in the camp in the preseason. And I think they went into this year thinking, man, I hope Trey Lance has taken that step. Just win the job. Answer these questions for us so that we don't have to continually deal with this. Take the job and run with it. But because he leaves that door ajar with his lack of consistency, I do think part of the thought process in bringing Jimmy Garoppolo back was not only financially it made sense, but also he gives us a sense of security that at times, and more often than not, Trey Lance does not. Quick note here from Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay Area. He did the uh, recon on this, typically some roster moves in the 1 o'clock hour on Saturday. Uh, The 49ers with no roster moves today. So why is that significant? Uh, Matt writes, well, last week they they elevated Malik Turner from the practice squad. So you can elevate a couple of players from your practice squad to your active roster for Sunday. They did that with Malik Turner and Tashawn Gibson last year week on Saturday and then Gibson wound up starting Malik Turner wound up being a special teams contributor Gibson found his way getting permanently promoted to the 53 as the guy that started at free safety for for Jimmy Ward uh no moves this week means Turner stays on the practice squad, which uh, means Danny Gray likely will be active.
active for the Niners as one of the five wide receivers that would be active because Turner's not on the roster. And then the other one is Marlon Mack was on the practice squad, and they signed him just a couple of days ago on Wednesday. He is not activated to the uh, active roster for tomorrow. So that means that it'll be Jeff Wilson Jr., Ty Davis-Price, and Jordan Mason as the three actives. Of course, Ty Davis-Price was not active in Chicago last week. So no Marlon Mack for the Niners tomorrow as they just signed him. It'll be Jeff Wilson and the, and the two young guys that didn't get a carry last week. And also, it's not a roster move, but a shout-out to Mitch Wisnowski, of course, who gets the contract extension as the punter for the San Francisco 49ers. But getting back to the roster moves, were you surprised that Danny Gray, after what we saw him in the preseason, was not on the roster and available last week? Yeah, I was, and maybe I shouldn't have been because I think that's just a rite of passage for being a young wide receiver under Kyle Shanahan that, hey, no matter how far you think you've made it, he's going to show you that you're not quite there yet. Uh, I mean, it could just be uh, wanting to have Turner for special teams purposes, thinking it's going to be more of a mutter in a special teams game. Maybe you're not going to need the deep threat as much with with Danny Gray, but it it still was, without a doubt, uh, a little bit of a surprise to see him inactive. But yeah, if if there's no sixth man brought up, as there's not going to be, then that means that the other five would would likely be active. So that's good news for for Danny Gray. Uh, G-Baby is going to be uh, up next here on the phones. What's up, G-Baby? Hey, it's G-Baby, but uh, how y'all doing? Good. Okay, look. If you analyze that game, Trey Lance really should have won that game. But the defense lost that game by giving that long bomb, for getting that coverage, and getting that touchdown. That, that just blew the air out the defense. And the defense didn't play no second half. So, you know, you need to get all Trey Lance on that game because the defense lost that game. Nobody said, nobody's talking about it, but they lost that game. And like the caller said, we're not going to the Super Bowl if we ain't got a dynamite defense. And we don't because people are still learning. That's a bum move where they missed that guy. And I just feel like Trey Lance would have won that game had they not had that touchdown, and the defense didn't fail them in the second half. What's your take on it? Uh, I think they. I think that's a fair point to bring up, but they didn't win it. And and when they don't win it, then you look at him taking a sack, which could have been three points. You look at him missing Croft, which could have been seven points. And you, you it, it the the it goes back to the the topic cycle, and I won't run through it a third time. I've already done it twice. Devone's probably going to throw up a little <laughs> bit in his mouth if I do. But when you lose the game, and and we've talked about all of it, like let like let's just be honest. We've talked about the penalties. We've talked about the defense. We've talked about the 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 elements. Like we've talked about all of it. But when you lose the game and you're the starting quarterback, it's very simple. You go. You look at the line and you evaluate the performance, and you say, "Look, he could have done more. He needed to do more." Now, a quarterback of the, the the ilk that they expect Trey Lance to be needs to do more in those situations. It, it's fine. It's not like like I'll say this: there's nothing that Trey Lance did, and I've said this throughout the week, but not today. There's nothing that Trey Lance did or didn't do in that game specifically to where I would say he shouldn't be the quarterback going into tomorrow. But the reality is you don't get that you you get you get that benefit of the doubt 
week one, you don't get the benefit of the doubt if you put up the same line again and you lose again. Like, like if, if the same game is played again and it's all a little bit of defense here and he misses a throw there and throws an interception here and you lose, you're not getting the – like, you don't just get to, to keep losing games and put up mediocre stat lines and, and have that be okay. Like, whether it's technically on you first and foremost or not. Like, that's the part that I do think a lot of people don't get. Like, we're not going to do this every week if this 49ers team loses. It's not going to be, yeah, but. Now, maybe if he's throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns and they're losing, sure. But I don't think the Niners are going to be in a position where that's going to be the outcome here. Yeah, at some point, if your defense, to the caller's point, is the reason for them in that third and fourth quarter for falling apart or the running game because of an injury isn't there, well, then you win it. You be the difference in terms of us winning games. I mean, that's what the quarterback position, especially in 2022, provides you to do. But, and I think to your point, there's two narratives, right? You win that game last week and you look at Trey Lance's line, you're saying you can use the developmental word, right? He's developing. And while nothing yep. really jumps out at you, it's okay. We'll live with it. And all of what we're dealing with this past week goes by the wayside. But you lose and those numbers get accentuated. And you look at those numbers and you say, that's not acceptable. And that all comes with wins and losses. Two different, completely two different stories. Should you win the game as opposed to losing it? Uh, final thoughts here. we got about 50 seconds, Dan. Just uh, just quick take on the game. I expect the Niners to go out there and win it, make life difficult for Geno Smith, force a couple of turnovers. I think a much better game from Trey Lance. And I think things are going to get calmed down with a double-digit 49er victory. No QB controversy, at least for a couple of weeks. I'm with you. I, I don't see how it is at all possible for Seattle to be competitive and win that game. That could just be me. I just don't see them having anything left in the emotional tank after what it is that they left on the field out at Lumens in Seattle last week with Russell Wilson, a game they've been pointing out for months. You can't maintain that emotional high, and they're not going to play with that same level of energy on the road. And I think the 49ers are just a better team with two rookie tackles. Long, long afternoon for Geno Smith, who comes back to planet Earth. All right, for Devone, I'm JD. Thanks to Cam and Chris. Keep it locked right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.